0: Welcome to Sheffield Hopcast, episode 23 of the lockdown episodes. Can you believe that? 23 episodes. Um, I was thinking maybe we should rebrand this because it's not really in lockdown anymore. So I was thinking something like the Zoom Chronicles or something like that. Does that sort of work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're watching the video, you'll see that um, we've got a couple of faces who aren't there anymore and a couple of new faces. So um, uh, Sean and James are both, I think they're both at the seaside. I've got a feeling they might even be both in Scarborough or in, on the on the coast somewhere. Um so we've got Laura. Hello Laura.
1: Hello.
0: And you'll see we've got we've got a gym. We've dragged a gym in. Hello. everyone knows Jim. Uh he's making up the numbers. Um and you might remember every now and again um James sometimes offers out to the uh, to the general public asking if anybody who has listeners or followers and want to join us. And uh, this week's one of those. So um welcome to Simon. Hello, Simon. Hi guys. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll come and talk to you in a bit about um, about your beer journey and this and that. So, Laura, I'm going to come to you first. Beer, what we got?
1: So, I'm not in a very exciting... I wasn't fancying anything too challenging today. Don't know why. Just in one of those moods. But I just picked up this, which is a new lager from Yeasty Boys called The Reflex, which... I think I bought because I saw it when I was listening to the song The Reflex which is one of my favourite walking to work and I'm going to be late songs you're going to but give us a blast for people
0: who, for people who don't know it are you going to give us a quick blast of The Reflex <laughs> no
1: um, <laughs> let me at least drink the beer first okay yeah
0: well maybe maybe um, in the outro yeah.
1: <laughs> so yes, yeah, 4.6% uh, it's described as a new wave lager uh, so I believe it's uh, a German kind of style, uh, but with a Kiwi twist, as is uh, fairly frequent with Yeasty uh, Boys beer, and obviously now brewed in the UK. So
0: I totally thought you meant actual Kiwi. Then, for for a split second, I thought you meant actual Kiwis. Not. I
1: think what I might <laughs> mean by Kiwi is it's got Nelson Sobin hops in it.
0: Yeah, so you I mean it's from New Zealand, not actual yeah, Kiwi fruit.
1: Yeah. yeah, which is where Yeasty Boys are originally from. So
0: where are they brewed? Where are they brewed at the minute? Do we know? Are they? They, they kind of used a few different places. are
2: of the. I think they're, they're, they're in West Berkshire. They were at West Berkshire Brewery. I don't know whether they still are. Um, and they've moved around a bit to a couple of different places.
1: Oh, Utopian. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah.
2: so I'd imagine they're probably get because they probably select different breweries. Four different styles of beer.
0: Well, you'd think maybe that being a lager utopian, being a lager brewery, that makes yeah, yeah. that all adds up, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: excellent. So, yeah,
0: Good the, stuff. Oh, t shirt, come on. What are you t-shirt. Away? So, <laughs> I, I
1: think I've run out of a brewery clothes, not beer clothes. A t shirt that I got, from Malt which is a, a malt supplier. Um, oh, okay. and I've also, I have actually got two beer layers on today. This is my favorite. This is my almanac hoodie that I got from America where we flew to, we flew to San Francisco a year ago today.
0: Very good. So
1: happy Jim. birthday
0: hoodie. <laughs> Jim, have you got a separate beer to, are you, are you sharing Laura's? It looks a small can. I imagine you've got something different.
2: I have got something different. Um, the 820, it's a tropical stout from Solvay Society um, in collaboration with Wilderness so, Solvay are kind of a London, um, South London, I think, based brewery making Belgian style beers. Um, but this is not a Belgian style beer. It's a Clausinii, which is a Britannomyces um, fermented stout with Sabro hops. So, mm. got a, a few things going on in on um, 4.8% stout.
0: That's got the... Um, that's, that could upset quite a few people, that, couldn't it? Stout yeah. and Brett and Sabro. That's kind of that's a melting pot of disaster for some people. <laughs> cool. Um, I've got... Um, well, I had my um, in-laws up this weekend and my birthday was back in May and I've finally got some birthday beers. Um, and <laughs> my, um my And my brother-in-law, um, Chris... I think he's done some helping out because um, my my mother-in-law is probably not quite up on the uh, what to buy. But um, one of the beers in that, that was um, Lost and Grounded, Wanna Go to the Sun. And I thought kind of actually this weekend, it's the first weekend, it's felt a bit cold. Apart from this evening, this evening is beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I even took my uh, North Brew um, beanie out. Uh, yesterday and I thought maybe we should all we all want to go to the sun get a bit a bit a bit closer to the sun so um yeah I don't think we've done much lost and grounded we talked about them enough you know we've talked about um you know the the kind of uh, what's it called um Thornbridge Peak Ender um we've drunk quite a bit of beers, beers there and obviously Keller Pills is a big beer but I've not really drunk much much of their beer is kind of outside of um, the norm, so I'll see what this was like. I don't know if it's a new beer or if it's an old beer, but um yeah, give it a go. It's um it's a pale ale, um four point six percent. So yeah. Um which brings me to Simon. Welcome Simon.
3: Oh cool, yeah, good to be so on.
0: Thanks for having No, sorry. So, you, so you replied to one of our shout outs for um, uh, guests, for our listeners, and social followers, and uh, um, it was a few months ago actually. But I think we postponed it because I think you, we, I'm right, You were on the Beer Clock Show as well, not so long ago. Yeah, that's
3: right. I we thought we'd not lockdown. step on the
0: toes too much, and we thought we'd leave it a few months and uh, get you back in. But um, yeah, um, yeah, what beer have you got with us what, for us tonight?
3: Um, so I went down to my beer stash this morning I was looking for a Yorkshire beer Hopefully a Sheffield beer um, But I might be about to make myself quite unpopular instead <laughs> Because unfortunately I couldn't find one from Sheffield So I've ended up with one from near Leeds Especially after the football today I'm quite nervous about sharing That's this right. day It's um, Kirkstall Brewery um, Virtuous So it's just a, a session IPA um, Just cracked it open Pretty much as you would expect from a nice session IPA on a Sunday night. So, yeah, good so far. Um, had a few beers from them before. Um, them, they're normally quite reliable. Um, and then hopefully <coughs> if we get time, I've got one later on from my local brewery, so I might be able to have a little chat about Sneak them. As well. One in.
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, what? Where? Whereabouts are you in your kind of beery journey then? Are you? Are you? Are you? Have you been drinking sort of <laughs> ales and craft beer for a long time, or are you fairly? fairly yeah.
3: So. It's quite good timing actually because I think the next few days I'm just going to tick over 2,000 check ins on Untapped. Um, so, sort of downloaded that worryingly only about four years ago. So, you can work out the <laughs> average of how many beers I'm having a day from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like most people, I guess I started more on the traditional uh, beers. So, brought up sort of my local pubs, sort of a classic pub, does Landlord, London Pride, that sort of thing. Nothing too adventurous. Um, and then over the years, as the craft breweries have popped up around the country and around the world, I've just started getting more into it. Got a couple of beer subscription. Um, I have, and yeah, just keep an eye out. Tend to keep an eye out for anything new. Uh, listen to like you, you guys, and various other podcasts. So yeah, I'm quite interested in the scene really, and just so like
0: where's to... local to you then? Where's the kind of where's the, the main breweries that we might have heard of that kind of sit near near to us you?
3: Um, so I'm in sort of Essex, hertfordshire border. Um, so unfortunately, we haven't got any real standouts right on my doorstep. Um, the one that I might crack open later is called Red Church Brewery. Um, so that's from Harlow, which is just down the road from where I live. Uh, I think they're quite good, but they don't really tend to get very far um, outside sort of the London area, uh, which is a bit of a shame because I think they do do some good beers. Um, yes, so yeah, because probably- mm. it felt
0: like we did used to see quite a bit of that, maybe five years ago or so. And uh, you're right, i have not really seen much, but there was yeah. probably well, before it- days before kind of like all the hazy beers took over. But I remember them doing some quite solid... Like decent strength, IPAs that were really good, actually. But I can't remember yeah. how long ago that was. But if you remember, that yeah. you know,
2: you've, I was going to um, say they have a, they used to have a sour beer project. The the things that we used to see quite a bit of, but they, but well that was before James left to go to set up the project at Harbour. So, kind of see a lot of that. Don't see their beer as much because. Yeah, I think they're the things that most people got in Sheffield with a kind of I can't remember what the project. So was the called. urban urban farmhouse. Oh, yeah, that's the it, yeah. project. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit less seen now because they're the beers that would that we that I tended to see, but but they've always been solid for me. Yeah.
0: So just talking about like um, beer podcast, I was thinking actually like um, as someone who I, I was a listener to the Beer Clock Show, and then we've been doing this for coming up to three years now. Can you believe that, Laura? it's crazy. What, is, what 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 is it what is it I just as a kind of curiosity really, what is it that um one attracts you to listening to beer based podcasts and what what is it you want to get out of it? And how did you come across listening to a Sheffield based podcast like us? <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I don't know. I think I just went for a phase a few months ago for it, the start of lockdown, because now I'm working from home. Um, I have a lot more time to sort of listen to podcasts during the day while I'm sat at my desk at home. Um, so, yeah, just searched out a few, uh, came across yours, and I just like obviously the like range of sort of guests you get on, and then just. I'm I'm a real big fan of Sheffield. I've been a few times. I'm quite a big snooker fan, so I've come up for the snooker a few times mainly, but now nowadays I also make sure that I make a few trips to the local pubs. So I do recognise some of the names that you talk about, not all of them. Um, but yeah, if I see a sort of a Sheffield beer from Abbeydale, for example, you guys, um, i pick it up because I've heard you guys talking about it on here, so... Yeah, and it's just a nice format, it's quite a short one as well, compared yeah. to some, I feel some podcasts maybe gone <laughs> a bit too long. Yeah. Um a few in particular I won't name so I'll we'll go over the two hour mark and I'm a bit like oh, I don't know if I can listen to beer for two hours over two hours
0: straight James is quite strict with us isn't he Laura he uh, likes to keep us um, under yeah. a certain time a beer. especially recently
1: with his early bedtimes yeah
0: yeah that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> during lockdown his new jobs he been getting up at four o'clock to do radio to do radio um, stuff yeah but um, <laughs> like he's, I think he's, he's due a, a well well um, deserved rest this weekend so have yeah. a nice time at the seaside um it's funny actually, we're thinking about like Snooker and um breweries, I can remember seeing loads of breweries doing like quite Sheffield themed cask beers. Uh, uh, sorry, it's a Crucible and sort of um the world uh, the um the snooker world championship themed beers, but you don't really see that much anymore. I don't know whether I don't know why that is. Maybe it's not maybe it's a trend a trendy thing to do anymore, I don't know. Um but yeah, especially on the cask beers. You see oft, often see breweries doing that a lot, but
3: yeah, I remember when I came up last, I think it might have been Bradfield did yeah. a bit. Like, I remember like having the, all the like snooker balls on the front. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called, but it's obviously themed.
2: Longbridge do one as well pretty much every year called Bayes. Oh, uh, I didn't
0: realise that were any relations. I well, we
2: thought that's how it started, Bayes being the, the colour of the snooker table. Uh, I think yeah. that's how it would have been initially launched. And it's then like it's- a mint,
0: mint out, is it? That's yeah, right.
2: It's the first beer
1: me and Jim had an argument over because I was like, this is delicious. And Jim was like, it's abhorrent. I think I
0: I <laughs> I think I know who brewed that. Because I think that was when Thornbridge were brewing beers with their pubs. And I think that's a cross-size one with a friend of mine who used to run that pub. Um, I think it was it Tom. I don't know if you remember Tom. I think he ended up working at the Tap for a while. Um, but I'm sure it was something to do with him and his team when he was there. But yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I just sort of go on some beery trips out before we get into the sort of thickers. Anybody anywhere? I, I, I was thinking about last time we we recorded. Um, Laura and Jim. I don't know if you listened to it, Simon, yet. But um, they joined us virtually, virtually, virtually yes. from yeah. uh, from Leeds. So, how was your birthday? What did you get up to? And uh, how did you find Leeds um, during these testing times that we keep them to bring up?
2: <laughs> like we enjoyed it. We booked in most of the places before we before we went, so you had a an itinerary of of places that we were going to visit. But everywhere we felt was pretty comfortable. Um, All everywhere was table service, even though it didn't have to be um, at that point. Um, Yeah.
1: We spent most of Jim's actual birthday in the North, the original North Bar, uh, which just had, it had absolutely loads of Imperial Stouts and, really high abv like sours and saisons and things on so we were there from about <laughs> one o'clock till we went to get the train at four <laughs> Just like it's two o'clock let's go for the 10% stout instead of the 11.5% one but, uh, yeah it was it was really good in there it was um it was a really hot day uh which seems weird that it was like two weeks ago and now we've got the heating on um but uh, we, I think we were pretty much the only people sat inside. They've got some tables out on the pavement, um, but I'm not great in. So, I'm I'm very much a hide inside kind of person all year round anyway. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was really nice and peaceful and just really well organised and really great beers. So
0: yeah. And, um. Yeah. I've, I've, I went out last Saturday to meet a friend of. It's the first time I've seen during lockdown. Um, we went to. Um. <laughs> He was taking my advice, essentially. He's not been out at all, really. Um, so we met at The Crow, a drink in there. Uh, went down to Shakespeare and Bar Stewards and Kellam Island Tavern and then finally the Wellington. Um, and it, we, it were, we were done by nine o'clock. I didn't meet him until, seven, I think it was like six o'clock. I think, you like, he were done. <laughs> like really out of practice. And But yeah, again, um, really good everyone doing as, as they should. Um, the only, I suppose the only thing I found, which is, it's not even a criticism at all. And uh, Shakespeare was busy. And we sat upstairs in the, um, in the room we recorded. It. So they've got like a function room to do gigs and stuff. And, um, and that was, you know, socially distanced to how you're supposed to be, you know, all the, you know, the right space in, but it was full. And I, it just, to me, it still felt, too full, you know what I mean? It felt like it didn't feel social distance because it was busy and it was noisy and it was that kind of room. But like I said, everything, everything was done to, you know, how it should be. But I was thinking, oh, I still felt a little bit, not claustrophobic, but just sort of a bit conscious of Loads of people still being around you, even though everyone was really spread out and stuff. Um, and it's pro- and probably being quite unfamiliar. I've never really sat upstairs in the Shakespeare because it's not really a, a room that's used, like you know, for casual drinking, is it? It's more of a kind of. I've I've played gigs up there, and I've never really seen. I My mean, apart from was recording up there about a couple of years ago. I've never really seen anybody up there and, like sort of sitting drinking, but it, it was kind yeah. of a bit weird. And I don't know if you found anywhere else that's you know, doing what they're told and doing properly, but maybe you thinking it's oh, this should be you know, it's not really like it's not enough maybe, I don't know. Um yeah, I've done that and I've done um stayed locally doing a lot of walks and stuff while it's still been nice and um heading up to Bradfield doing uh, Nags Head they've extended all their out- so, out so their car park's pretty much entirely seating now so that's really really good um especially because it's been quite it's always been quite a sort of small tight pub and very you know very locals kind of always on each other's shoulders but yeah having that lot of space outside has been really good so yeah um so yeah I'll just kind of brings on to, um, obviously last week there's been sort of more changes in um, rules for pubs, including like early closing and more, you know, less, less focus on uh, recommendations and more focus on actual, yeah, you you need to do these things. So track and trace and table service. Um, I just wonder if you had any, if you've been out since, since the changes or um, if you've got any kind of thoughts or experiences so far and how how I think that's going.
1: Yeah, we have. We've been we've been out a couple of times. We went to Commune on a few days ago, um, and the and went to the Crow after just because we're not kind of down that side of town very often. Um, I think that might be it. But I think for us, really, it's it's all things that personally, as as pub goers, it hasn't changed anything for us because we were we've we've only been to places that have always been offering table service. Um, we we very quickly, we've kind of been doing the go in with your mask on, sit down, take it off, go through, yeah. put it on. We've been doing it the whole time. And we're like, we're not late upgoers anyway. So we've always been yeah. home. We haven't really... I think that's meant we've kind of not understood the changes that well. Whereas I know a lot of people who I know who, who work in pubs are finding it uh, a hell of a lot more difficult now. And I think the thing is that as well, we behave ourselves in pubs as well, but for the people who work there, it's they're now responsible for um, for kind of policing other people's behavior, which is, yeah, it just seems grossly unfair. Really. Yeah, uh, You know, they've already kind of taken the flack of a lot of, uh, these restrictions and all of that kind of thing, and I've seen some awful photos from like tube stations and things at five past ten and all of that. So I think it's quite easy for us to kind of sit here and be in our little. Oh well, that's fine. That's what we do in the pub anyway. Yeah. Without actually kind of seeing the other side of it, which I think has made it really, really hard for a lot of our friends who work in that environment. So,
2: but we know that also with with some pubs and like stay open late so that they – and and make double their money after 10 o'clock. Mm. Because they stay open a bit later, they get all the staff who've, who've pubs shut at, at 11, yeah. they stay open till 1. That's another – like, from half past nine, effectively, half past nine till, like, one o'clock. It's with a whole a, other group of, of people, of, isn't it? Of yeah. different drinkers who spend money. And, like, for for pubs that are already – already under the cosh due to having limited numbers in their pubs. This is just an, another, another nail that hasn't been thought about by government and hasn't been, um, hasn't been costed in, in any way and doesn't really practically reduce any spread whatsoever because then instead of people just drifting off from when they fancy it from half past nine to 11 o'clock, Yeah everyone is out on the street at 10. They have to be. So, because all the pubs shut at 10, it's not like where you could drift off and some people are more flexible, they'll let you stay until half 11 while you're supping up or whatever. Yeah. Everyone needs to be on the streets. And it, we've seen that over the past yeah. few days, videos of of, <laughs> of bad behaviour, but completely e- expected behaviour. Like, yeah. the... It's half past nine. Last orders. They're going to go to a, a Tesco's or a small supermarket and buy buy more beers and drink them. Yeah. It's it's not a surprise. Mm. So i yeah. getting hurt by it.
0: Yeah, they're all yeah. really good points. Really, um, I think yeah. you, you kind of changed my mind a little bit because so I was thinking maybe I was seeing videos at ten o'clock, but people aren't showing videos of people at 11 o'clock on a normal night, you know what I mean um, is, is it actually just happening an hour earlier but it's all, it was already happening anyway I'm, you know, you, you're only going to see what people kind of film and show you So was, yeah, you're probably right, it's just that natural kind of ability to be able to be kind of flexible depending on people's opening times and you're right you know, I mean, I know that DevCat's not open at, at the minute but that was a classic place that a lot of people after work who were working in bars would um, you know, gravitate towards because it was, you know, it's all good beer, and it was open till late. um Simon, how was how was your kind of yeah. lockdown been, and how, how are you finding it at this point? You know, yeah. this new I mean, kind of version two, three, whatever it is, three point five.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, just agree like with what Jim Law is saying. Really, I think obviously one thing, just thinking of that was back in the day it used to be that you had these sort of rigid opening and closing hours and then they brought in the law deliberately to sort of allow more flexibility. So people come out at different times. So it's weird to think that they're now going back in time, setting a closing time. And as you say, everyone's coming out at the same time. It's just bonkers to me. Um, and then I, when Laura was speaking, I was thinking you're right about probably these changes are impacting more on the staff and the customers. So uh, from my viewpoint as a customer, It's not a huge amount of effort to put on a mask when you go in and leave, go to the toilet, table service, if anything, is better. But, you know, some people prefer it. But obviously, if you work in a pub and you've been behind the bar your whole life, suddenly going from serving people behind the bar to having to take orders from a table is, I'd imagine, a really big shift. Um, So I think we've just got to be patient with it again. I think people, I popped up to London on Friday afternoon and went in a couple of pubs, and clearly some people just, aren't aware of the new rules. I think that was the first day they came in maybe and people were wandering in without a mask. Um, I don't think deliberately, they just didn't know. Um, Staff were having to sort of educate people because they're like, oh, I came in yesterday and I didn't have to wear one. Why do I have to wear one today? They just couldn't understand that. (laughs) Um, And I've seen, I mean, some behaviour sort of the other day, again in London, a delivery driver popped into the same pub and the staff member asked him to put on a mask, he refused. He sort of said, You know, we're not, we don't have to wear masks in our job, but, but you're in the pub and the stuff, yeah. members ask you to put it on. And he just refused. It's just poor, poor form, um, I think. But, but yeah, from my point of view, it's not really affected me too much. Like Laura says, like the last time I was out after 10 o'clock, I was probably like two <laughs> or three years ago. Um, so I'm normally tucked up in bed by then anyway so not too worried about that on the personal level um but like I say it's worrying some of the scenes last night in particular I think in London um were quite worrying but then whether there were sort of media out looking for those sort of photos you're never never sure if there's more to it yeah. than meets the eye um but overall not too impressed with these new rules especially as again they're punishing sort of one particular area of hospitality being wet pubs mainly um the wet lead pubs have been given so little support during this at least if you're a restaurant you're still you're shut by 10 o'clock as a restaurant anyway um it's not going to impact on them too much but as you say it's going to be those pubs that take double their money after 10 o'clock they're going to be the ones that struggle so it'll be interesting to see what the long-term implications are whether there is sort of a hidden message behind it that the government wants to slowly sort of shut down trades such as the pub industry and also nightclubs uh, for example I think there could well be some sort of motive behind it um, because they don't they're worried about the amount of people the amount of drink that Brits are consuming I don't know but
0: um, yeah yeah I think last week, oh, the week before, well, the last episode I was talking about a few of the pubs that I'd been to that felt like standards had slipped a little bit or they'd kind of like, it just kind of, this new kind of relaxed, everyone are kind of, oh yeah, we've kind of doing it. Um, but I have actually revisited a couple of those places since these more rigid rules have come in and the standards were a remarkable difference in a positive way. I mean, it makes me wonder whether the the... In hindsight, if 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 it had been not guidance and more, this is what you've got to do. Six months down the line, all these pubs now would have you know you know fine tuned those things and they would be running a lot a lot better. Um, I've had a, a couple of think a couple of thoughts about when I was thinking about it. Where, um, problems that have occurred because of you know um, because of these new actual rigid rules, for example. Uh, I'm not going to name any of these pubs, but one pub were doing a really good job, and they were they were probably not as good last time I talked, but they were finding that now they're doing table service, their card machines just weren't reaching. To the far ends of the, they were, they were a situation were I've seen multiple people coming back when, oh yeah, that didn't go through because I've taken the card machine back and it's not connected, and it's like kind of like they've not set they've not set up for it because they've not had this. They've all it's been dropped on. It's like oh yeah, we want you to table service, but what if you've got a massive garden? You know what I mean? You've not got the infrastructure. That's where we're all thinking about. Um, I've had I've had occasion in a pub, pub restaurant at weekend where we end up getting a free bottle of wine because just because people, lots of people to try and be, you know, they're thinking of other things and they've just not added it to your bill. And it went until we left and thought oh, that felt a bit cheap and, you know, they'd missed a yeah. bottle of wine off and Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think from what I've seen, definite improvement, as much as it's probably a little bit of a pain for um, staff, but, you know, if these rules had to be more reg- regimented earlier on, you know, we'd have had time to kind of refine these a little bit better and, um, um, but you know, maybe maybe this will. I, I'm not. I, yeah, I agree on the timing of the 10, ten o'clock thing. It Seems it just seems like a, a you know pick pick a random thing out of the air and you know. Um, but yeah, maybe the stricter rules will. You know, I don't know. Change people's kind of mindset when they are actually out. Maybe I think people were kind of getting relaxed into that kind of. I think I think everyone does that to some degree. Even you know. Sensible people will probably just, you know, they might nip the toilet through the through the wrong entrance because it's, you know, they think, oh well, no one's there, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not impacting anybody, but it's just that, you know, sticking to the rules and, you know, you keeps it in your mind, and to um, anyway, let's move on from all the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking because it's been quite cold this weekend. And obviously start it feels like it's start of the new season and it's kind of autumn winter. Um Laura, I'm gonna to come to you because I feel like you might have a strong opinion on this. Are you starting to think about changing your beer styles a bit? Do you kind of kind of go, Oh, I'm feeling a bit cosy. Now it's time I'm gonna and, and 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 on that is 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 a kind of a secondary thought, and it's going back to the COVID thing a bit, but obviously colder days means less people outside. It means that probably, if you are going to pub, it does probably mean you have to go inside. And you know how how is that going to affect pubs? You know the change of seasons, Um, not just for the pub, but I mean for you as a person. Do you think you're going to maybe sort of not go as much and stay inside? And are you changing beer choices and stuff like that? Well, all the questions
1: today. When I went to pick this beer, I was literally dreading going down to the cellar to pick it because I was like. It's too cold. <laughs> I'm such a whingy person in the cold. Like, I hate being cold. <laughs> I, but I am having said niche, that... Laura? I'm so nesh. <laughs> I'm very excited to be able to crack out my ludicrous jumper and extensive brewery hat selections, which I... I did two yesterday. We went to St. the Desert yesterday, and I bought a smod beanie hat. Um. But, yeah, I think it's where the kind of limited capacity inside pubs is going to start to really uh, make itself felt I think um, and I don't as long as I'm wrapped up I don't really mind sitting outside but yeah probably would choose more a kind of a darker beer style or um, more um probably more likely to choose a cast beer actually when it's cold over keg um, but not a not a huge amount like I'm, I'm as always, I'll just kind of see what kind of mood I'm in on that day. But I think, uh, yeah, I think some of the, there's going to have to be yet more kind of infrastructure changes, I think, for pubs, you know, even if it's putting a gazebo outside so that if it rains, people can stay out and little mobile heaters and things like that. But, you know, I think generally, you know, people don't mind putting themselves through a little bit of cold to go to the pub, do they? Um, so I'm hopeful that places will be, kind of cope with it and what i'm also hoping is that more places will start to offer mulled beverages which are a controversial (laughs) favorite of mine um yeah (laughs) we had um the fat cat always used to have you know those big soup warmer terrine things (laughs) always used to have one of those of uh, cherry beer like warm cherry beer and we found a bottle of it in the house of trembling madness in york last year so on the day we put our christmas tree up last year we drank this bottle of glue creek and it was amazing
2: glue creek so, yes
1: i was leafman's
2: glue creek yeah warm
1: so maybe i should start a petition for uk breweries to start making beers that you can warm up for the winter so that people can sit outside with a little polystyrene cup and the hat on
0: yeah get, get it in a flask like, <laughs> like a growl, a flask growler kind of thing.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's
0: a great idea. A I gr- yep. um, do, do, al- do you align with that, Jim? Are you? Uh, do you align with Laura on your on, on that for for the new season? I, you- I
2: I do quite like warmed beverages, even like whether it's hot toddies or um, things or or um, mulled wine or mulled cider or anything like that I'm in the right conditions if it's cold preferably snowing but we won't get that anyway it'll just be wet
1: and grey it would
2: just be grey rain uh, (laughs) and lots of wind but yes I generally am a a fan of warmed things but again I'm probably similar as similar to Laura in that I would also probably uh, on the cask side because it will be at least eight degrees warmer (laughs) well not warm but it'd still be just being cellar temperature rather than actively cooled um but yeah and like the darker darker styles um generally I I think I'm moving away slightly from the the crisp lager um where it's very it feels very much like it's more a a a warmer weather beverage having a just some roasted malts and uh and a pint of it is probably where I'll continue drinking for the next five
0: months. I don't think I've very. I don't think I ever totally shift over to a dark beer. It's more that I'll have I'll increase my consumption. But I think you're right. I think something a bit more like full-bodied and cask just kind of suits. I don't go into any like weird like not so weird, but I don't go into like red ales or I don't go into an autumnal stage. I'll go like <laughs> I'll kind of stick kind of pale but maybe go a bit malty and a bit more chewy. Um, And then maybe, you know, I'll have some stouts. and Yeah, I I don't know. It it does feel like something that your kind of location does influence you kind of what you're going to drink. And I don't know whether your home doesn't really change that much that much does it. I suppose. Maybe your beer at home doesn't change that that as much as maybe drinking out. I don't know. What About you, Simon how how how's your beers? Do you do you stick with the same yeah. beers throughout? What what's your kind of go to styles and?
3: Yeah, I feel I'm pretty varied. I'm not a massive um, sour saison man myself. Oh. Uh, so sorry to disappoint. <laughs> um, but pretty much, it. I'll, I'll always give them a go. Um, but I'm, if I had to go a go to, it'd probably be. Just standard silver sort of IPA, really. It's just straight up IPA. is probably just my favorite style still. Um, and then I think I was thinking, as you were saying, that I've probably had more darker beers like this summer than ever before, just because in lockdown, I've just been ordering like a lot of mixed cases mm. from different breweries. They normally always chuck in a porter or a stout in there. Um, I've attended like a few virtual beer festivals and stuff like that, and they always make sure there's like a spread of styles. So, pretty, yeah, more than ever before, this summer of 2020 i definitely had more like dark imperial stouts um in july august time than i would normally have um but yeah definitely moving towards it i just popped to my <laughs> local pub this afternoon actually i went for the stout in there which was sort of a, a monumental <laughs> moment like this is autumn <laughs> has arrived i'm going for the stout and you know earlier this summer it was always the golden out or the lager so yeah
0: it's funny you actually say that. Actually, it's almost like I'd, pr- I'd prompted you there, but um, I was going to talk about virtual festivals next. Actually, and um, I'm going to shoot back to the uh, to the range, Liz. And um, I have recently just announced that you're going to do Funkfest in a virtual format this year. I know that the um, the details are still a little bit um, uh, rusty, but is there anything you want to kind of push throw out there at the minute on what's going to?
2: Well, we we were always wanting to do something for Funk Fest, of we would always we were always planning to move on from the from doing the celebration in the from the brewery, doing it a bit further afield because the way that our brewery expansion has gone has meant that we've we've now filled the majority of the space that we had the festival in. So we can't really hold it there anymore. So we were always gonna move it off site, but we now don't want to plan anything to we don't want to put a big festival together because it's we feel it's irresponsible. Even if you do put all the all the kind of distancing in place and all the, the kind of infrastructure that goes along with that. That's if if people want to do those, fine. But we felt it wasn't really right at the moment to start planning down that kind of route. So um kind of quite early on of of lockdown, we kinda of decided that we were gonna do something at home, regardless of what the situation looked like now. And I think certainly now we don't know what's going to happen in a, another month or, or so. Um, so we go for Halloween weekend and a period around there, um, doing some virtual tastings um, and launching some, some new beers. Um, so last year during the festival, we had um, London Beer Factory, um, Brett and the team, came up and brought their mobile coolship, Um, so we're launching those two beers. We've got those three beers. We've got a fully spontaneous fermented, um, beer, a bretted Saison and a barrel aged Saison all based on the same word. So we're packaging them into, um, into bottle, which is the first time <clears throat> I've done proper um bottling this way so that is exciting um we've also got we're also launching the um collaboration we brewed with um little earth project um so that's a smoked um lemon and rosemary barrel aged sour saison so it's like um the the style is a lichtenhainer which is like a german style of smoked tart beer um, so that's going that's going to be in cannes, and then we've also got another mm-hmm. beer that we're launching that weekend, which is like a heavily cherried um like spontaneous saison um so we've got four new beers that we're we're launching um in box sets to then have a few um zoom um events. Um, tasting events and then some little bits of tour around the brewery that we can't places that we can't really take people to most of the time. So hopefully be able to offer things that that are unique even to coming to a festival at the brewery. Um and yeah, offer something a little bit different and a little bit more more involved. Um
1: we're working with the bottle shops all around Sheffield as well because we thought we did a well, firstly, we've only got 100 bottles of all the ones we're doing in bottle. So, uh, you know, they're really, really small scale. Uh, they will be going into keg as well. Um, but, yeah, tiny uh, scale kind of tasting sets. But one thing that Punkfest has never just been about showcasing Abbeydale Brewery, it's been about setting those beers alongside other producers that don't get know, show- Wilderness, for example, that. It- collaborated with soul based society that jim's drinking we don't see their beers very often but they're amazing um and so we're kind of working with um because i think there's already about uh, seven different bottle shops on board who are going to put together um either just promote beers that um that they stock already uh that are on the kind of mixed fermentation side or possibly even put their own little selection boxes together uh to make it more of a kind of um like a, a celebration of this beer style, not just the beers that um, that we happen to have made, uh, and that's something that I think is really important to uh, to what the yeah. festival has been, and it's something that we don't want to lose, um, and hopefully means that plenty more people can get involved and we can support uh, other people in the industry as well. So uh, that's the plan, as well as um, yeah, we don't want to put pressure on uh, venues to do anything massive at all um, but we're looking at working with uh, pubs um, around Sheffield and hopefully further afield as well just to put just to kind of keep the conversation about mixed fermentation beers going so whether it's having um, a Funk Dungeon keg on or um, you know one of the Barrel aged things from Siren that we've had or a Little Earth Project beer or kind of anything that ties in uh, just to sort of talk about it under the same banner and it not be too not be too much work for people, uh, not be too expensive, because uh, obviously not really, it's not something we want to do to kind of...
2: We don't want anyone to, yeah. to put loads of money into stock to them, Yeah. Um, then people not be able to attend. Yeah, um, and we don't
1: want to encourage people to go on a massive bar roll either, but <laughs> just kind of do small-scale things in lots of different places that hopefully make it more accessible um, and more inclusive and means that people if they want to sit at home and have a beer and don't want to go out at all that's fine uh or there's a variety of uh kind of options available so that's the plan
0: that sounds amazing
1: <laughs> and it's kind of as well if things do change it's also then you know nobody's put themselves too out on a limb to achieve something that we might not in you know the day before it could all change again so yeah. just trying to keep it Easy and safe and responsible, really.
0: Well, it sounds like you thought about it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's just really hard because it's you can only really plan so much at the moment. Yeah. Um. I remember, with, I, I remember oh,
0: last year, I, like seeing you guys after, well, before and after Funk Fest, and like you were done. You were you you were emotionally, physically drained. You put so much work into it, and imagine even doing that virtually. And planning it, and for it to get, for potentially for the rug to get pulled from under you, yeah. will be pretty devastating. So I think that's a good, sensible kind of way of doing it without you know risking too much. And um, I mean, it, it can still work, can't it? You know, there's 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 even if little bits of it might not be quite as possible, but if pubs shut, you know, you've still got your releases, your beers and stuff, and you can still do yeah. Zoom stuff. So yeah, it sounds like a, a good plan. Simon, how's your beer been tonight?
3: as expected yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah no it's good I mean I was, I was about to say well, everything that I said listening to the last like 10-15 minutes that I said about Sours and Saisons I take it all back <laughs> um, <laughs> because some of those are doing for Funk Fest sound amazing so it sounds just like you guys have put together a great festival uh, given the circumstances so good luck with it um, but yeah no I've just finished the Kirkstall Virtuous it's called Session IPA probably sort of I feel maybe just getting the last drugs out of the summer here. Um so yeah, I think they're the still sort of beers I'll probably be moving away uh, towards the stouts, which I've got planned later in the evening. So yeah, uh, very good. And I'll try and restock my beer fridge to make sure I get some more Yorkshire beers in I think because <laughs> I'm running low by literally- the
0: Bobby will have a great online shop if you ever need to uh stock up on <laughs> <when> those <is. laughs>
3: I will be heading on straight after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Thanks for joining us. Um, thanks again, Simon, for uh, coming. So, yeah, if you get your hands up for a nice smiley, uh, there we go. Excellent. I'll snip that out for the, uh, the video. So yeah, um, I assume we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, I think everyone's back off holidays and all that. But yeah, thanks again, Simon, for joining us. Really appreciate it, and hope you uh, continue to listen. And uh, thanks, Jim, and coming well, in and uh, stepping in as he does. You might be now our most most used extra. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel <very> used, yes. <laughs> used. We'll sort you out with a beer at some point. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see you um, back in a couple of weeks. Cheers.
3: Yes. Cheers. Cheers.